Hello, welcome to the special Arcade Couch podcast where we're going to be talking about our top three and number one game of 2023 as decided by Network.com. Uh My name's Dylan Black. Joining me, uh, Ashley Hubbard. I mean, saying we're going to talk about the top one is redundant when we said we're going to talk about the top three. Right, good for you. Also here, Kira Uh Give me a second. Uh, persuasion roll. Hey, Dylan, I think you should um, uh, play the number one game with us sometime on stream. Spoilers. Also, did you actually just turn around and get a die, or did you attempt I sure to did. One? No, I sure did. <laughs> what was your roll? Oh, I rolled a one. Roll? Okay. <laughs> that looked like a D6. Was that a D6? No, it was a D12. It was oh. whatever I grabbed first. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is he actually just turning around for effect, or did he actually get the No, no, no. I, went, I got one. I went in reach. <laughs> All right, before we get to our top three, and in case you can't guess it, uh, spending time talking about Bondsgate, um, let's run through <laughs> the other seven. So at number 10 on our list, if you haven't seen it already, of course, it's up on explosion.com. Number 10, Wild Hearts. Number nine, Street Fighter Six. Number eight, Diablo Four. Number seven, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Number six, Liza P. Number five, Dave the Diver. Woo. Number four, Star yeah. Wars Jedi Survivor. Number three... Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Ash, do you feel weird that this game... And, it, and Is that number three? Or are you like, you're pretty comfortable with number three? No, I'm pretty comfortable with it being at number three. You know, it's been a good year for video game releases. Mm. A lot of quality games came out in 2023. Quality uh, games. Quality games. Uh, yeah, so, you know, this uh, PlayStation exclusive being at number three. Uh, you know, it's very good. Obviously, we all played it. We all enjoyed it. And Sony made a bunch of money. So, <laughs> what do you so want? much so we're going to get more Marvel games, probably. I was going to say, I feel like this is how the MCU started, and we're at a certain point. We all loved Iron Man, right? Yeah. So let's keep making Man. more of these g- movies, like Iron Man, and then we're like a hundred. But you know. To be fair, Marvel games have been releasing a bunch of really good games across the board the last few years. Like, a lot of their releases have been in our top lists. Yeah, they uh, usually are. You know, what Marvel. Out, well, obviously, Marvel Spider Man, Miles Morales, Midnight Suns, Guns of the Galaxy. All really good games. You're overlooking. I mean, one there is one that. There you is know, one real big one you are overlooking currently that, uh, might take some of the... F- that didn't pan out the way everybody hoped it would, but five out of six ain't bad. <laughs> one of them was... The, the one... Sorry. The one... The one you... um Was probably the biggest out of all of them or wanted to be the biggest out of all of them and Sometimes, failed very hard. You know? Some, but we enjoyed elements of it, you know? <laughs> oh my god you, know. you marvel apologies it, it wasn't like it was uh lord of the rings golem you know or the day before it had a good solid life rest in peace marvel's avengers i mean marvel's avengers isn't even played anymore uh, anymore at least you can play no, i'm pretty sure you can still play it you can't buy uh, it you can't buy it anymore no, no. <laughs> you can't buy it anymore but you can still play it if you own it by yeah, yourself. What if I, what I, if I want to? I don't think there's. I'm pretty sure you can just go to a store and buy the physical copy. I'm sure there are lots. Head on about? over to your local 
secondhand retailer. <laughs> but yeah, Marvel Spawn Man, Spawn Man too, really good, <laughs> really great story, fun. Uh, you know, reimagining of both Craven's Last Hunt and also the Birth of Venom. Uh, as a long time comic fan, like, it was really enjoyable. Yeah, do you have any um, do you have any more overall thoughts on the story, Kieran, for this one? Because me and me and um, Ash have spoke about it quite a bit. Obviously, on Platinum Explosion. I think, I think for the story for Minus Spider Man, Peter's story never hit in terms of the same way it hit for me throughout the original Spider-Man. Um, there was no moment at all like um, Aunt May. Like, there, there was no moment like that for me in Peter's storyline. Um, Kill MJ. Kill MJ. <laughs> Look, Give I was... him some more trauma. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you did get sad when you saw Aunt May again. The exact same scene again, play out again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just think, yeah, I don't think Peter's storyline was as good. I think um, Miles dealing with Martin Lee's, like his connection with Martin Lee um, was great. I think they fumbled with Craven towards the end. Um, I don't think Craven was as interesting as well as the side quest that was related to Craven, I thought was, was very much a fumble. Um, but on top of that, I loved the the, the cult storyline. I loved how that played out and like the fact that the twist at the end of that or who you were dealing with at the end of it kind of was like, wait, this twist is here and like this that twist was better than some of the storyline, like the, some of the story beats. Um I, I just think it was not quite as good as um what it could have been with the elements of play. Which is very I don't know. I've I keep seeing everybody who seems to use Venom seems to fumble the bag a little bit, like when they should have an amazing storyline really off the bat. Um, I think the introduction of the amount of symbiotes was like, well, holy fuck. Okay. We are uh, escalating this very quickly and very um, rapidly. It's kind of what we're dealing with, Um, which just, I don't know, maybe took the carpet, pulled the carpet from under their feet a little bit too quickly. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of the story in terms of comparing it to the previous iteration or other narratives and stories we got this year. Tell me something you like about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, the thing is, I love the gameplay. I loved um, Miles in general. I loved anything to do with Miles. Um, I think a lot of the costumes are were absolutely amazing this time around. Um, getting to to try out and play with you know, different versions of them, um, with that on top of the, a lot of the the side missions and the traversal of the game. I platinum this game, so there, there has to be something I fucking loved about this game, right? Like I platinumed it. I feel like I am being very hard on it, but I think there is a very much a reason. I like as you asked Ashley, like I think this game should be number four realistically in the list of best games of this year i think it's it is and there is a fair gap between this game and the other three i have ahead of it um in my opinion fair enough i, I mean i agree i i think the game's good i think it's um i think if ash wasn't part of the voting it would be a little bit lower but um yes. and um it is pure math we all play <laughs> because it's a fantastic game 
and thus I mean, they J- got Jacob, higher on the Jacob list. Also voted. I know he really, really likes it. It's just not so. Um, I, I'd put it a little bit lower. Obviously, it's a little bit lower. But Kieran, don't be bitter because nobody played the the Nintendo Switch game. Okay, you can't be helped. You mean the game that was seemed to be like kind of across the community locked in to be game of the year in like fucking May. Yep, that's the yeah one. That, that that one sure. Starfield, yes, Starfield, right? Eh? <laughs> I already set it up as the Nintendo Switch game. So it did make sense. <laughs> All right, kick us off, Dylan, with number two, Final Fantasy. Number 16. two is indeed not Final Fantasy sixteen. <laughs> Final Fantasy sixteen is not. Actually, no, it is on one of our lists. It's in our um, it's in it's the, the music, music category, right? which is fair. That's totally fair. The music is really. Good. Um, I haven't nominated it for that, so there you go. Um, Alan Wake 2, uh, a game in which this, I mean, look, the easiest way to describe this game is that this is what happens when a studio gets full control of their property back, gets their time necessary to actually plan out a vision, and then gets to create the vision without any interjection from uh higher ups or other parties being involved or whatever else. Because this is the most remedy ass game that Remedy could make. Is is the way I'd describe Alan Wake 2. It is like there's no I just feel like it's 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 just all in on everything they sort of want to do and want to make. And I'll just interject and say there are many cases of studios getting their property back and doing their own thing and then being terrible. So you know it is more remedy specifically them being able to do this rather than that being the rule in general. That's the rule in general. Just saying like, that's the story of this game. They got the game back. They got their property back and they got no one interjecting now. And they fucking, they went out and they made this game. So, um, it is a survival horror game. It's a detective game. You literally enter a mind palace at times. You put, you put little pin notes on a, on a uh, chalkboard and stuff like that. So it's got all those elements. It's dark. It is weirdly funny. Um, if you've ever watched Finnish or, I mean, in general, just a lot of off European shows, the dark humor in this is shining through. And I feel like some people are just missing the, like, some, you'll be like, that was a joke. But I don't know. If you, I feel like a lot of the, the jokes may go over, I guess, in particular, more American heads, I guess, for some of the, the European <laughs> side. Like, well, I'm just like, I don't know if they, anyway. The, um, the, the overall design of the world is fantastic. The the combination between how good... The, the thing is, the live action stuff, which is a lot of in this game, a lot of live action acted and shot stuff, that all looks phenomenal. It is all shot amazing. It looks uh, like cinema quality. But then you also have the actual game, which looks phenomenal, um, has amazing you know, everything from detail to lighting to everything. Like, the overall production value of this game is insane. Uh, the music is fantastic. Uh, the story, of course, is insane and is just on a whole nother level of, like, diving into this world that they've been working on for years um, and the, the the psyche of Alan Wake. But it's also just so fucking weird. Like, I feel like at times it's like, you have to be like, how do you feel about Twin Peaks? Because... <laughs> Or like some weird like David Lynch and David Lynchian type thing. Like, how do you feel about that sort of stuff? And if the answer is, I hate that shit. I don't know if Alan Wake's going to be for you because it's quite weird at times. Um, but the gameplay itself has a lot of fun. The, the third person shooting is strong. Um, the survival horror, even on normal difficulty, I'd say the survival horror stuff. Like there was times where I was running out of bullets 
or completely run out of bullets and had to like sort of like barely escape a fight with minimal health and stuff like that so it's definitely got that there maybe on easy not so much of a case but um still the boss fights which there is a couple of in the game are definitely a lot better than the boss fights in the first game and i'm glad that there is only a, a couple of them when that makes sense and don't it didn't feel like that every single chapter had to end with a boss fight just because that's video game design it was like you know they, they they spread out and in there where it sort of makes sense um one of them i found a bit frustrating but not because of the game but because i was like this fucking bitch has like insane aim like i just <laughs> like, like get the fuck out of here um so that was a lot of fun and yeah by the end i was just like this game is phenomenal i'm going to think about this game for a very long time i can't wait like that's not even like getting into the fact that they released new game pl- uh plus uh like a couple days after the game awards and new game plus is and what that adds to the game because i watched um i watched a like 45 minute video because i just have i wouldn't have the time to play for it again which 45 minute video where someone got all the different scenes and i just watched all that i was like it is insane how much detail they did for a new game plus and how the new game plus also intertwines i guess similar to starfield but different but like new game plus actually mechanically and thematically ties into the story and the way it plays out and you get a completely different ending at the end of the game because of new game plus Mm. and and the fact that the game is built around alan going through a loop and um that adds another like sort of loop to the story in a way that is really really cool um yeah alan 2 is phenomenal i can't wait to see more from remedy number one game from explosionnetwork.com for 2023 not something I can talk too much about because I haven't played a lot. Uh, I did still give it high points because, again, similar to what Kieran was talking about on a best of list, like I played enough to go, this is a really good fucking game. And I just never had more time to go play it. Um, so it didn't make my personal but list. He, but, he's if gonna, you to that. but he's fucking gonna. He's, he's fucking gonna. gonna. And then he's gonna retroactively Let's boot it up right after this. <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3, Explosion Networks, number one game of 2023. Why is it the best game, Ash? It is just such a ambitious game. Um, there are an incredible amount of narrative thread uh, put through this entire thing. There's so many incredible systems, such a beautiful love letter to Dungeons and Dragons and narrative storytelling. Um, bunch of really fascinating characters who are all heavily voice acted and obviously have a, a whole bunch of different branching directions they can all kind of go into. Um yeah, just the options in this game are mind-boggling um, in the way you can tackle them, what you can make, how you can talk to people, and then you've got that element of uh, luck added on top that kind of throws an element of chaos into it so that, you know, you can't guarantee every single time that something is going to play out the exact same way. Um, yeah, just the scale of it is crazy, especially in this day and age. Um and yeah, from this sort of team and this size of team, uh, it is it is just crazy. Just crazy, really. Kieran? I think it's it's it gets more and more impressive the more you hear them talk about it and the more we get out of this game in terms of um, the background of it. I, I alluded to it. like The fact that uh, I think Larian actually has a second studio set up in, I think it's Thailand or Singapore. And so when their European team stops working, they're the other team clocks in the it. other time zone clocks on and starts working on the same stuff and they pass it between each other and it avoids crunch it avoids a lot of the problems we see of so many other game devs is that they have people being able to react to things 
quickly and be able to get on top of things quickly and work continually on it without running their staff into the ground. Um, fuck, Baldur's Gate is the game. It should be the game that studios look up to, not just because of, not just for RPG games, but I think for all games, because we've had so many instances in over the years of developers and especially team leads and directors promising the world to gamers and promising the world to their dev, to their fans of what they're going to get when the game comes out and the games nearly always fall short they never reach the expectation they never kind of um surmount to what was promised larry and fucking did it everything you want capturing the essence of what dnd is in a you know and this is a big thing i've always talked about when i've tried to when i bring people in to play dnd for the first time it's like okay think about video games but like not everything has to and the problem the thing that limits about video games is that everything has to be scripted they have to write everything whereas dnd you can think of absolutely anything you want to do and you can do it larian studios fucking did that with boulders gate sure there are some restrictions in its systems but what you can come up with in the world can happen what you you can um, stack a hundred boxes on top of each other to climb over a wall of a of a castle. You can sneak into a goblin camp and layer out a hundred explosive barrels and blow them up to kill everybody <laughs> in the camp. You know, um, the fact that there are so many different ways to play the game, there's so many different narrative storylines, there's so many different ways that you can explore. The fact and something we haven't mentioned in the the our personal list, and I'm excited to show Dylan when he comes back and he's listening to right now, sat with us, is that he, he, multiplayer in this game is fucking amazing. Multiplayer is so good in this game because you're not tied together. If you want to fuck off and go complete your own little side quest by yourself, you are totally free to do that. If you want to play a Dark Urge run when you are your character is tempted to do a lot of bad things, like ripping off characters' arms and stuff like that, you can go off and do that by yourself without telling anybody else in the party. You can experience things in the game at your own pace and at your own story. Um, so much of this game has the ability to give you that freedom and give you exactly what you want and exactly what you need from it. I think exploring the various narratives, I think it has the strongest cast of characters out of any of these kind of RPGs where you have a whole side plot of different potential characters and friends. Like there are characters you run into that this, you know, there's the old trope of, Oh, I really wish, you know, I would have been able to recruit this person. There are Mm -hmm. so many NPCs that you wouldn't normally be able to recruit in boulders gate that you can recruit like so many other games where you're like fuck okay hey stop what you're doing come and help me and and they will they will come and join your party and they'll be in your camp to talk to um i think there are so many potential playthroughs that you could do that this game is like okay if, if anybody said to me okay what is the game that i like the style of games how do if i want to buy one thing and get the most out of the game because you know we get so much yeah. <laughs> speculation these days about oh I, I want to pay my eighty hundred dollars, whatever it is, get, and I want to get enough content. The most value out of, for money. The yeah. most value of it. Fucking Baldur's Gate is. You could replay this game for hundreds and hundreds of hours and get something new each time you play. Um, yeah. it's fucking insane. Just the the level of depth, the potential in this game. Um, Ash, do you have like a favorite side character? Like maybe not your own Tav, but like 
a favorite character or, or storyline throughout it. Like probably Asterian is the go-to for Asterian a is the go-to, but I didn't really use him much because I was playing a rogue class. Yes, um, same. I was playing a bard. And it's kind of very overlaps with him. Yeah, so to me, Shadowheart has the most interesting arc of uh, her story and of uh, coming to terms with her and God and her religion and beliefs and that kind of stuff, um, where she's very interesting. Like she starts the game kind of racist against the, uh, against uh, what's the her face? The gith, yep. um, you know, and comes and comes to accept that maybe she's been wrong in her ways and that kind of stuff. And her arc is, at least in my playthrough, really interesting. Um, yeah, it's cool kissing her. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I think the most impressive for me is actually Karlak. She Karlak was is also fantastic. The latest added character. I don't even think she was. I don't know if she was in any of the beta at the end. Um, really? like my first interaction with her was the first full release of this game and she was incredibly interesting the fact that she hadn't had the time that the other side characters had to tinker with them play around with them see what works see what doesn't work and to pull through and be an interesting character with a very interesting mechanical background in terms of the gameplay around her um the depth of her storyline i'm yeah she just the level of all the characters i think is absolutely fascinating mm-hmm awesome all right that will do it that is the best our best game of 2023 pick uh we're a top three we went over of course check out the full list on explosionnetwork.com check out all the other top fives for the best video game coverage that have been coming out this week and if you've missed it tv stuff was the week prior movie stuff is coming up next week as well uh Arcade couch back uh, normally regularly scheduled in about two weeks a week and a half I guess by the time this comes out a um, week and a bit by the time this comes out um, so stay tuned for that otherwise we'll see you then goodbye goodbye